Hi and welcome to this week's video. Today's topic is going to be a serious one. We're going to be looking at the debt crisis in China right now and how this financial tsunami could create ripple effects around the globe in as early as 2022. Because what happens in China doesn't stay in China. It can very easily spread to our economy, destroying our savings, pension plans, equity markets, and even our housing markets. The effects of this are complex and far-reaching and definitely haven't been contained, as many experts are claiming incorrectly. But before we look at the future of China, we must first look back to the past to really understand this country. During the regime of Mao Zedong, the migration of rural populations to urban areas was forbidden. But in 1984, permission was given to farmers to move to towns of 100,000 inhabitants or less. In 1986, the state allocation of jobs and lifetime employment practices were abolished. This led to a great migration of farmers. Today, China has the largest population of any country on earth with almost 1.5 billion inhabitants. And when China became the world's factory, it enticed even more people to leave the countryside for the promise of bigger wages in the cities. Over 160 cities in China now have a population of over 1 million people each. That's huge. Almost 1 billion people now live in China's exploding cities, resulting in the biggest building project in history over the past decade. In 2003, China's share of global exports was 6.2% and its share of global output was 8.5%. Fast forward to 2020 and China's share of global exports isn't 6.2% anymore, it's now 14.7% and its share of global output isn't 8.5%, it's now a whopping 20%. The housing market in China makes up 60% of people's household net worth. And with this crisis about to bring home values down, the average Chinese citizen is going to have a lot less disposable income to spend on imports, possibly from your country. Because China's economy is now more integrated than ever before which is great for China, but is not so great for us when situations like this come along. The Evergrande crisis hit headlines a couple of months ago now, with many experts calling this a second Lehman Brothers situation. I'm gonna explain in this video why that isn't quite accurate. The bankruptcy of Evergrande could create a much more serious global event than Lehman Brothers did. The problem is not so much the bankruptcy of one company itself, but it's the domino effect that this has on other markets as it spreads throughout the globe, which could affect billions of people in a worst case scenario. Fidelity, UBS, HSBC, PIMCO, BlackRock and Alliance. These are some of the largest financial institutions on the planet, and they all have some exposure to Evergrande. Now remember, many of these companies may look after your pension. Because remember what happened in 2008, 
when the US housing bubble finally popped, this created bankruptcies through lots of large financial institutions, plunging the entire globe, or more or less, into a deep recession. If you're getting value from this podcast, then you're going to love my private community, which can be found at patreon.com forward slash Neil McCoy Ward. We have over a thousand members in that community. It is a fantastic community of like-minded friends committed to finance and economics. Every month, not only do you get my investment-based posts, but you also get a video which is all about macro and investing. So if you're not sure what to do with your money at the moment and how to invest going forward, you should definitely join the private community over on Patreon. Thanks for listening. But this time, if China's real estate market crashes, it could be a whole lot worse than 08, and here's why. When Lehman Brothers went down, we knew the risks, we knew their liabilities, and above all, we knew what the government's plan was to resolve or to limit the impact of the situation. But with Evergrande and with China, we really don't know. We're kept in the dark on this. And while many experts are claiming that the CCP the Chinese Communist Party will bail out Evergrande and any other failing institutions. I have my doubts about this. The Australian bank, which conducts major mineral trade with China, recently issued a statement where they warned that if Evergrande collapsed, China and the entire world would face disaster. This isn't just the Australian central bank. These are other central banks and large institutions, as well as several Nobel Prize winning economists who have also raised the alarm bell here. But for some reason, this doesn't seem to be taken very seriously. In fact, the stock markets are at all time highs as I record this video today. It's thought that China's offshore bond market, in terms of its debt, is somewhere in the region of $210 billion, although we don't know for sure. Evergrande's contribution to this, we think, is somewhere in the region of $19 billion. So bear in mind, this is money that they've borrowed with some of these large institutions I just mentioned. So what happens then if this Chinese bubble, the real estate market there, bursts and just starts to implode upon itself? Well, you have to bear in mind that the Chinese real estate market makes up 29% of their GDP, their gross domestic product. So if their real estate market falls, China falls. And if China falls, the world as we know it today will cease to exist. And no, I'm not exaggerating here, at least until another developing nation picks up China's slack. This would create ripple effects around the world. It would be felt by firstly, the largest financial institutions that have exposure to Evergrande. Then it would trickle down to other large financial institutions, to commercial banks, right the way down to the business sectors and mom and pop businesses, eventually filtering down into the general economy where no one would be immune from this. You also have to bear in mind that China's import are worth $2 trillion to the world per year. If China falls, their imports will fall. What do you think that means for the countries that supply to China? It means more bankruptcies and more unemployment. Globalization works when everything works effectively. 
but when things start to fall apart and break down, you see the impact of this. And we've been seeing this with the supply chain breakdowns recently with raging inflation as a result. And the same thing would happen with Chinese imports into our countries. If China crashed, products in our countries would have to become more expensive as we would have to get them from elsewhere. These countries would be more expensive than China because we live in a capitalistic free market economy. So the old made in China stamp that you see all over your products right now would very quickly disappear. Evergrande is the world's most indebted real estate company right now, owing more than $300 billion and having over 200,000 employees in their company. But Evergrande isn't the only real estate company in China to be having a major issue right now. China's entire real estate sector is a ticking time bomb right now, all brought about by regulation changes by the CCP. In October, Cynic Holdings defaulted after failing to pay $246 million in bonds. China Property Group has also defaulted after being unable to pay back $226 million in bonds. And Fantasia or Fantasia Holdings defaulted on $206 million in bonds. But just this week, a Kaiser Group has defaulted on its debts again dragging its stock down 70% this year. In the first half of 2021, China's corporate bond default hit $18 billion. This was a new record high. And of the 25 companies that have defaulted, these are large-scale companies, over half of them are owned and controlled by the CCP the Chinese Communist Party, aka the government. And this is why I said earlier that I do not think the government are going to come to the rescue and bail out all of these companies, including Evergrande. But there were a number of other companies as well who also defaulted, including China Fortune Land, Macrolink, Yina China, Oceanwide Holdings, and Tahoe Group. The value of the Chinese property market now is over $60 trillion. Now you compare this to the USA at $34 trillion and you can see that this is just a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. Assuming that global GDP in 2020 was $85 trillion, now compare a $60 trillion um, sector here, the real estate market in China, compared to this and this is a biblical collapse just waiting to happen. Also, let me just explain what a double A plus rating means. Um, so this indicates a company is financially sound, that it has enough money to pay its debts, and the risk of default is very low. And yet, 82% of the double A plus rated bonds in China in the last year have defaulted. 82%. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells me that either the rating agencies are at it again and they're lying or the companies themselves are doing something with their books, but either way, they're lying. This could be, or, or reminds me, as it were, of 2008 all over again. China's overall debt now stands at over 270% of its GDP. 
and China's foreign debt in 2020 stood at $2.4 trillion. And these are just the numbers that we know about. There's a lot more that we don't know about. In 2018, Standard & Poor estimated this to be in the region of $4.2 trillion, the hidden debt that we're not aware of. So I personally believe that many of these experts that you're seeing on the media or you're hearing about uh, hedge fund managers, etc., who are saying that there's nothing to worry about, the crisis is being contained, and that you should continue investing into the stock market and everything's fine, I think are either misguided or at worst, they are lying. If you remember back to 2008 when Lehman Brothers crashed, it didn't happen right away. In fact, if you recall back to that first month, the stock market continued climbing higher but then the inevitable happened and everything started to collapse. So don't expect this to be a crash and burn uh, type of scenario here, ladies and gentlemen, because it won't. It will be uh, much more like an earthquake that takes place thousands of miles away and takes time for the ripple effects to finally hit us. There's always a calm before the storm as the tsunami wave crosses the ocean with the, you know, the after effects, the ripple waves following behind it as well. So just because you don't see anything happening right away, it doesn't mean that there isn't a debt tsunami on the horizon. Thank you so much for watching the video today. Please click the like button, subscribe if you haven't already. And apart from that, take care, God bless, and I'll see you next time.